Good morning. Good morning, everyone. For those of you that were waiting before the five o'clock time, there was beautiful worship going on, and I pray that you were listening to it and joining in with it. That song that says, I will not fear. I will not fear. I am a child of God. Let us remember that today, that we are children of the Most High God. So let me say welcome again. Welcome, everybody, as we start another new week. We're joining our hearts together on this prayer call. I welcome each one of you, no matter where you're located, whether you're here in our area, which is Northern California, which is in the Bay Area, or across the United States, or you may even be in another nation, but we welcome you this morning. One thing we know is that this COVID-19 may have been separating us physically, but, you know, we know this is coming to an end in Jesus' name. But we have joined ourselves to each other through many different ways, and the prayer call is one of them. The prayer call is a marvelous time. It's a great way of coming together. It is a joy and it is a delight 
to be with you, and I pray you are encouraged this morning that no matter what you are facing or what you are going through or what you may have heard, be encouraged this morning. Feel the strength of like believers who will hold you up through this time. Our very own Bishop Christopher Smith is going to be bringing the devotion this morning. And you know, we have devotions every prayer call from the Word to bring encouragement and to help build your faith so that fear cannot rob you of your peace. God promises us that He will never give us the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit, He gives us mighty power, love, and self control. And that's found in 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7. This is also a time of reset, not only for your own life personally, but for the church, the ecclesia. It's a time for the church to reset itself. God is working and moving, and we as people need to move accordingly. But we've become so busy with cluttered lives that we either have no time for God because the pull of this world is so strong or our hearts have become cold and indifferent toward the things of God. God did not cause this virus, no. He's using it, though. But there is a clear line being drawn. Ones who hear God and those still caught in the web the enemy has so cleverly weaved, even within the church. Even within the church. But let me at this time, let me at this time stop and just say good morning to our bishop and to Pastor Adrian and let me greet them and ask them, how are you this morning, Bishop? I'm doing excellent, Elder. God bless you this morning, and God bless everyone that's online. Amen. Thank you. Um, It is good to have you, as always. Uh, We also have with us this morning Sister Victoria Wimberly, and she's going to be praying for the requests that are submitted on our website, and she will also share any uh, praise reports, and we are always delighted to receive prayer reports from the prayers that were prayed when we have joined together and um, just come in agreement. So let me say good morning, Victoria, to you. How are you this morning? Good morning, Mother Heather. Good morning, Bishop and Pastor Adrian. Um, It's a blessed morning. We got a new day. Amen. You're right. We have a new day. So let us pray before Bishop comes. Join with me. Father, help us to immerse ourselves and to anchor our hearts in the truth of Jesus' boundless, unconditional love for us so that fear cannot enter our hearts and we can live victorious lives no matter what is going on around us. That we can say, From our heart, we trust you. 
We trust you, Father. We trust you, Lord Jesus, and we trust you, Holy Spirit. We are overcomers. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Bishop? Amen. Well, good morning once again, everyone. God bless you. God bless all of the intercessors, the saints of the Most High God. God bless every man of God this morning that is on the prayer line. We thank you for being on the prayer line. A lot of people tell me it's a lifeline. It's been a lifeline to them since we've been dealing with this pandemic. And as we continue now into week eight of this pandemic and the shelter-in-place order that has been set by our governor, I get it. Yesterday when I made a statement about going back to church, it alarmed a lot of people. But you got to understand something about me. I don't live in fear. I don't know about you. I can't speak for you. But I know for me, I believe God and I trust God. And you got to understand something, that if you don't start making plans for your life, then you plan to fail. You can't let uh, continue, or I should say we can't let people continue to govern how we're going to live our lives now because people don't have you and a lot of people don't have you in their best interest and you have to understand government doesn't have you in its best interest see when i'm on at church oh i, I feel myself going already i'm not going to talk with filters today okay how about that at church i talk with filters because i have to because people are listening to the conversation that i'm saying and government media wants to dumb you down. There's something going on, and if you don't wake up to the truth, there's something wrong with you. There's something going on that they are not telling us, and it's real. So wake up to it. And see, government is not supposed to tell you how to take care of your own health. They're supposed to protect your constitutional right. That's what they're supposed to do. And so you can't continue to tell people to not go to work when they're not going to take care of you. People need money. People need to go to work. People need to move away from being isolated. People are losing their mind. And it is it is getting a little weird out here because of what's going on. I get it. I'm not saying that this virus is not real. I've explained to you. I have a friend, a very dear friend of mine, and he may be on the line this morning, that dealt with COVID-19. He's probably now 100% recovered, healed, didn't go to the hospital, none of those things. You understand? So I get it. It's real. But at the same token, they're not going to have your best interest as being a believer in their plan. You may have heard the governor say, and I'm not trying to speak against him. I I get it. He's got a lot to do and this, that, and other, so forth and so on. And he's got to take care of 4 million people that's in this state or look for the look out for the welfare of them but listen to me when it comes to being a believer 
his your welfare is not his number one priority, especially in their four phase plan. The church is in phase three to open back up. That means they don't see the church as essential. They don't see the word of God as being essential. Maybe they say that uh, the church and believers are just, you know, radical and all this kind of stuff because they don't believe in the God that we believe in. And so if you don't come together or we don't come together with a plan for ourselves, then we plan to fail. And that's what I was saying yesterday. A group of pastors and myself, we're putting a plan together to speak to him to say that this is the reasons why the church has to get back into what it does. And that's helping people. That's loving people. That's encouraging people. We're forced first responders. People need the message of hope because without it, people will lose their mind. And that's the point that I'm making. And so if we just sit back and wait for them and, and just be nice and be cute and all these different types of, types of things, look, let me tell you something. I'm not one of them kind of pastors, you guys. I can say what I want on this line. <laughs> like I said this morning, I'm not going to talk with filters because you have to choose faith over fear because media, all they do, and I didn't say this yesterday because you all don't know, one of the YouTube pieces we put out there, they deleted our YouTube piece because something I said. So now that comes against freedom of speech. Wake up to what's going on. Wake up. Something's going on. You gotta understand. Let me get into the Word of God and not use all my time to vent this morning. But we have to understand in the book of Jeremiah, what's going on? God is bringing judgment on the people. He's bringing judgment. The Bible says judgment starts in the house of God. And I've never been one to play church. I don't play church. I don't understand what that is. I, I just don't. I, I, you, you just don't play with God. People don't understand. God will kill you. Go and look in the book of Jeremiah. Read the book of Jeremiah. I started at Jeremiah 15, verse 16, but read the 15 verses and watch what's going on. God is angry with the people. God said, I'm tired of forgiving you. I'm tired of giving you another chance. He said, I'm going to bring four destroyers up on you. Four destroyers I'm about to bring up on you. This is God talking to his own people. A lot of people say, well, that's the God of the Old Testament. Let me tell you, the Bible says God, the God we serve, he changed not. God can do what he wants to do, especially when it comes to people sinning in God's face. And there's so much sin, the stench of sin, I really believe, has gotten into the nostrils of God and is probably overwhelming the praise of the righteous. I thank God when he says, when sin abound, grace does much more abound. I understand the word of God. You all know me. I'm a word person. I know the word. And I thank God for his abounding grace. But Jeremiah, he kind of isolates himself, and Jeremiah, he kind of talks, he says to God, well, I wasn't amongst them. I wasn't with them. In other words, 
I'm not the one that's doing this sin. And then Jeremiah says, I found your word and I ate it. And your words brought joy to me and caused my heart to rejoice. Your words brought joy to me. So it's a tough time. It's bad. It's, 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 it's a crisis. It's major. God is bringing judgment on the people. But the answer to all this, Jeremiah said, I found your word. I found your word. And he said, I began to eat it. See, what you feed on, you're going to produce. Whatever's in you, it's going to come out of you. And during this pandemic, let me tell you something. The squeeze is on, and whatever's in you is going to come out. This pandemic will prove a whole lot of things. It will prove a whole lot of things. It will either bring the best out in you or it will bring the worst out in you. And that's what we have to understand. Because whatever's in you, it's going to come out. Whatever you feed on, it's going to grow. If you constantly feed on this foolishness of the media, I'm telling you, the media is lying to you all. It's lying to us. They've always lied. They don't tell the truth. I told you, they want to promote bad news over good news. There's a lot of good stories out here. There's a lot of people who are being healed. There's a lot of people who are being recovered. But you're not hearing that reported over the death total. And from my understanding, the death totals are wrong. I think that's why they turned our YouTube piece off, because I said that at church. So, wake up! There's no conspiracy, no con, um, you know, conspiracy theory and all that. I'm talking facts. I'm talking truth, because God loves truth. And so, I'm not a person to operate in fear. I'm not afraid. I don't think you're a good leader if you operate in fear. You can't lead people if you operate in fear. You've got to choose faith over fear. I choose faith over fear. The Apostle Paul says to live is gain and to die is gain. It doesn't matter. To live is gain and die is gain. The, 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 my thing is I want to fulfill my assignment. Like Jeremiah, you got to choose good news over bad news. you got to choose to feed on, on, on the faith of God and the hope of God in the Word. Because, see, the Word is the cure to everything. And that's what we have to understand. The Word you eat, as I said yesterday, is the Word you'll become. Because we've all heard it said, you are what you eat. And you are what you eat. You are what you eat, and you are how you think. So what do you think about yourself? What do you think about what's going on? Because I know the statement I made alarmed a lot of people. Are we going back to church? Yes, I think so. I think we need to get prepared to go back to church. We need to come up with a plan to get prepared to go back to church. But you're going to live with a mask on and gloves and isolation forever? You can't live your life like that. You gotta get you gotta get back to living your life <laughs> and doing what we do. Either we believe the word of God or we don't. See, I believe a lot of Christians they like a convenient gospel. And they don't we don't read the part when we said when the Bible talks about talks about suffering, the part that the Bible talks about tribulation. Where it talks about distress, 
Let me ask you this. How would you feel if they told us not to preach the gospel? What would you do? What if they tell you you can never go back to church? How would you feel? How would you feel? It's America. This is a democracy. Because if you start letting people control you, then they're going to constantly do it. The word of God is the answer to everything. We have to understand the authority that we have as believers, and we have to stand up and take authority. I'm not saying get violent. I'm not saying that. I don't believe in that. But I do believe in our rights as being believers. I believe in our rights as being citizens, as, you know, citizens of this country. And you can't let people superimpose on you because if they you do, they're going to constantly superimpose on you over and over and over. They'll start taking things away from you little by little until you're defeated. I'm going to tell you something. Never going to be defeated because Jesus already won the victory. How? It's the word of God. The word of God, like I said yesterday, it's the vaccine to everything. Anything you're dealing with, the word of God is the answer. And that's what Jeremiah said. In the midst of distress, in the midst of a hopeless situation, God's bringing judgment on his people. Not not people. This is God. He said, I found your word and I ate it. What did the word do? It brought joy to me. It brought joy. Good news don't bring joy. I mean, excuse me, bad news doesn't bring joy. Only good news does. Good news brings joy and causes our hearts to rejoice. Bad news sells. I was talking in cold yesterday because I'm not going to let people shut me up. Bad news sells. Good news saves. Because let me pray in a minute. Because none of you knew until now they pulled our YouTube piece down. I didn't tell you. And this was weeks ago, because something I said at a Wednesday night Bible study, we got an email, and they said, you violated our policy, and we've taken your YouTube piece down. I said, oh, really? So now you're attacking what I say because I told truth. You see, the world is full of wicked men. And the sooner you wake up to it, the better you'll be. Father, we honor you this morning, and we bless you. You said the kingdom of God suffered violence, but the violent take it by force. And Father, as a people, we cannot stand by and take this. I boldly declare we will begin to use the authority that you've invested in us. And that authority is through the power of your word. Paul said it's mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And Father, we pull down every stronghold that the enemy is mastermind against humanity. It's more than the righteous. It's humanity. But the righteous are included. And so, Father, I thank you that we will wake up to the truth. We will not be dumbed down as people, that we will think for ourselves. As it has been said, if you teach people to think, they'll find God. 
But you said, he who finds you finds life. And obtain the favor of the Lord. I thank you, Father, that we found life. And we found it more abundantly. And in finding life, we found your favor. And if God be for us, who can dare be against us? God bless you. Wow, Bishop. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm glad you took the filter off. And I pray that you continue to speak boldly and that we, as your people at New Destiny, will uphold your arms. We will pray for you. We will encourage you, for you need encouragement as well as we do. And you said something that, you know, God is bringing judgment, and indeed he is. And where does he start? He starts at the house of God. And we think that we're not, or that we can escape God's judgment. No, God is looking at the church. And what is the church going to do? Like you said, when when we get squeezed, what is going to come out of us? And yes, definitely, the word is the answer. It is the vaccine. And, you know, fear is at the base of all of this, where the church is concerned. And I thank you for giving us more insight to strengthen us, to be strong and courageous, that we live by the word of God. We're not to go out and, and um, come against the, the government per se, but you're right. We have a voice, and we're going to make our voice heard. So God bless you for that this morning. At this time, I'm going to ask uh, Sister Victoria to come and to uh, bring the prayer requests that have been received. And please join with her. Let's be on one accord. We love it when we get praise reports back in answer to those prayers that we prayed, whether it was a week ago or whether it was a month ago, but whenever. So be encouraged, people. Send your requests in. We love to pray. We love to pray for you. And we know that when God hears us, that he will answer us and we will see those things that we have prayed for. Victoria, if you will, honey. Thank you, Mother. Good morning, everyone. Praise God that's on the line this morning. We thank God for another day. And as we continue to be under the tutelage of our bishop, we're holding on to the promises of God. We know out of... Out of Joshua 24 and 15, it says, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So praise God for just knowing that, that our commitment is to serving our God. And this morning, we have been blessed. We've received a prayer request all the way from Boski, Finland. This prayer request is coming from Kurtu Wibbelin. She's asking us to pray for a family who is possessed with evil spirits, strong demonic powers. She's asking that we pray that that the household is saved and released from bondage, 
and that we will pray that the Lord is hiding the children in the household and the whole family into the shelter of the mighty blood of Jesus. For we know that there is a spiritual warfare going on. If, as Bishop told us, as long as we're paying attention, we can see with our spiritual eyes what is going on. We've also been asked by Kirtun to pray for a mother who is possessed by an atheistic demon spirit. Her children who go to school and Christians have made the decision to follow Jesus, praise God, as their Savior. For the situation at home is difficult. So this morning we're going to stand in agreement with prayers that the Lord will break these spirits and release the mother from this bondage. And we are praying that the Lord will save her as well as her husband. And so that we will also pray for the children that the Lord will strengthen them in their belief and take good care of them. So Heavenly Father, we come boldly upon the throne this morning, having the blood by right to do so. Knowing that, Father God, that we can trust you and come to you with all of our requests. We know, Father God, how Ephesians 6 and 12, your word says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and the powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And we also know how Ephesians 6 and 16, your word says, above all, taking the shield of faith, which, which, which will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Father, we come boldly this morning trusting you because you are so good to us and you help us when we need it. Therefore, we stand in the gap for this family this morning, O oh Lord, knowing that the Holy Spirit prays for this family with groanings that cannot be expressed in words, O oh Lord, Free them from the devil's change. Help them to take up the shield of faith, to extinguish anything the devil throws at them, mighty God. Your word says that whatever we tie on earth will be tied in heaven. What we set free on earth, Lord, will be set free in heaven. You said for us to use your name to cast out demons. And that's what we're doing this morning, the Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus. We tie this family, spirit, soul, and body to your will and your purpose for their lives, Lord. We know, Father God, that the thoughts will be evil sometimes. It will come against their emotions, and this is not of the will of God. So that, Father God, this family's thoughts, feelings, and purposes will line up with you, Father God, in your heart. Father, we know that this family is struggling. And it's not against human, but against the dark spiritual forces of evil, Lord. We thank you that you have disarmed these powers right here, right now, this very moment where they are, that will be aimed at them and made a public example, Father God, for the triumphing thing that you are about to do in their lives, Master God, because you can do it because of the cross. We thank you that the devil has been defeated and no longer has an advantage over this family. Father, send your angels and kept around them to help and assist this family so that they will be saved. And Father God, we lay hold for this family, their salvation, proclaiming life to you. We call that that which does not exist into being, fixing their eyes on what is unseen. And Satan with a small S, you shall not have advantage over this family any longer because 
They are not ignorant of your schemes. Father God, all these things are possible with you. Lord, you said that we can release a purging and cleaning in your word. And so we're declaring that, that there is a cleaning and a purging in this family life. And that it shall be dealt, and you shall deal with the familiar spirits in the mighty name of Jesus. Because we do know, Lord Jesus, out of Luke 10 and 19, that you have the power over the enemy. We give you all the praise and all the glory for that this morning, Lord, because your saints believe it. And this morning, oh, Holy Ghost, as you sit high and you look low, we have another prayer for Carter Colbert. She's asking that we have a prayer for her sister Elizabeth and her staff. She's an administrator at a nursing facility, Lord, in the East Coast, and is dealing with so much sickness and death among the residents. The illness has left them understaffed without much outside assistance, forcing them to work double shifts seven days a week to keep them up with disheartening need due to the virus, including having to clean and to take care of those who have transitioned over since the funeral homes refused to enter into the facilities, Lord. Father God, we're praying for grace for them this morning and for supernatural strength to help them and the staff mentally, spiritually, and physically to press on towards the mark, oh Lord. Give them the ability and the agility and gird it up, Father God, under the power of your wings to make it through, Father God. Give them the edge of protection so that they will be able to go through and do what you have orchestrated them to be able to do. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we pray this morning that there is an edge of protection. Be a wall of fire around them, Lord, and set your angels around them as a circle of protection. And we thank you that these lives, Father God, that are working in this facility and any other facilities, Lord, that they are in the shelter of the Most High God and they find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. For you are their refuge, Father God, and their place of safety. Master God, as you sit high and you look low, they are putting their trust in you. You can cover them, Lord, with your feathers and hide them under your wings. Your truth is their shield of protection. And, Father God, your shield of protection will allow them to no longer have any fear about any danger at night or an arrow during the day. You, Lord, are the covenant protection. And no harm will overtake them, Master God. No disaster will come nigh their way. And you shall guard them in everything that they do. Because you love them, O oh Lord, you have made their lives, Father God. And they call on you because they're your children. And you will answer them, Father God, when they reach out to you. Give them the ability and the agility and give them the full life of pressing for because you are their salvation, Lord. We praise you this morning, Father God, because we know that the hearts might be hurting, but you will give them the strength to go on because you are their shield, Father God. You are their shield according to Psalms 35, 1 and 3. We praise you this morning for all that you're doing in covering them. We all stand in agreement on this line that every prayer that was prayed, no matter where it is in the world, that you are in this together with us, O oh Lord. And we speak it and declare it this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. And we say amen. 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 Thank you, uh, Victoria. And you know, we are told to come boldly to the throne of grace. 
and you mentioned Luke 10, verse 19. It says, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all, over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. Hallelujah. So we thank you, Father, that the answer is on its way. And these individuals, Father, are receiving from you this morning. Bishop, do you have any further thoughts you might like to add this morning? (laughs) Well, (laughs) listen, uh, as Sister Victoria was praying, my my heart went out to this family dealing with these evil spirits. we just declare that they have no power, dominion, authority. Come alongside of her and agree with the prayers. I think she said it's always from Finland. So that tells you where this prayer call is reaching. It's reaching not just America. It's reaching around the world. That means it is is a necessity. It's vitally important. One of the things also, as she was praying, came in my spirit. We as the body of Christ need discernment. We lack discernment. Okay? We got to pray for discernment. According to 1 Chronicles, write it down, 12, verse 32. I'll tell you what it says in a minute. Just write it down. 1 Chronicles 12, verse 32. And so, it says, And the sons of Issachar were men who had understanding of the time to know what Israel ought to do. They understood the time, the season, but here's the key. They had wisdom to know what to do. That's what we need as the church. Understand the times you're in. Don't let people dumb you down. You understand? As I said yesterday, bad news sells. The media give you bad news because it boosts ratings. It's entertainment. They loop it to get you to believe the narrative. It's an agenda. They have an agenda. Remember that. They have an agenda. The enemy has an agenda. But heaven also has an agenda. We're to align ourselves with heaven's agenda. Bad news sells. Good news saves. Remember that. See, the gospel was never given to entertain us. But we've fooled around, and we've crossed that line. The church has, and we're just like theater, going in and out of character. The gospel has become entertainment. And if I'm not entertained, if we ain't had church, you need to wake up and stop playing. I love your amen right there. That was a good place to put it. (laughs) Church say, there you go we got to stop playing. God's not playing. 
either we're going to get serious about our Christianity and who we are as believers, because it can get worse than this. And what if it get worse? You know, you know, the Bible talks about the great tribulation and all this stuff, and we act like um, that there's a, a lot of us, we're never going to see it. Well, somebody got to see it. Somebody got to live it. Hello? Wake up. Read your Bible. We act like God won't kill people. Oh, Bishop, you shouldn't say that. Don't tell me what to say. Read your Bible. I'm, ta I'm talking what the Bible says. I can tell you people God killed, and I'm not talking about in the Bible. I'm talking about people that I've laid my eyes on. You go and live, and you go and have a lot of influence, but you live, you live wickedly, and you misrepresent God. You can't do that. Go and read your Bibles. It's not just in the Old Testament. Go and read Revelation. Read your books. Read the book. God will get angry with you. And no, see, we, we want the lamb, you know, the lamb, Jesus, oh, the lamb. That's what we want. What about when he says, my anger has kindled against you? Nobody wants this. Talk about the angry God. You don't want to see God's anger. I'm telling you. Look at, go, go, go read what I ask you to read. Do, do yourself a favor. Read Jeremiah, the 15th chapter, verse 1 through 16, and see, see what it says. He said, I'm tired of giving you another chance. Ooh-wee. Now, that's heavy. Well, I thought God is the God of the first chance, the second chance. The, well, he is. But these people kept doing stuff. You keep doing stuff. See, when a man knows to do right and he does wrong, the Bible says to him, it is sin. We've got to live right before God. That's all I'm saying to you all. You can't let people dictate to you how you're supposed to live your life. You can't let people dictate to you your destiny, especially when they're unrighteous men. And listen, listen to what I'm going to say. And they're morally corrupt. Mm -hmm. Hear what I'm saying? They're morally corrupt. They... Inside of their gene pool, same words very carefully this morning, in their gene pool, it's full of immorality. It's in their genes. It's deeply rooted in their nature, immorality, but you're depending on them to tell you truth. People like that. Cannot tell you truth. There's always a slant to everything they're saying. I can start naming their names, so you better you better be very careful who you're listening to and getting your news from. I called yeah. it news yesterday at church because I was talking with a filter. I'm talking about media. All right, media. Be careful who you're getting your news from. I want to get my media from heaven. Amen. Because God cannot 
lie. And folk lying to us. So wake up. Wake up. I've said enough today. Thank you. Thank you, Elder. God bless you, Bishop. God bless you. May every word be heard this morning. And, you know, don't don't leave this call this morning heavy-hearted. But rejoice because you have a God who loves you so intensely. But he is a God not to play with. We can't continue to play. God says, my judgment is now here. So be careful. And like Bishop said, you know, get in the word. Know what the word says. Know the God who we serve. Amen. So as we end our call this morning, Let me just close out in prayer. And may you just open yourselves up. Maybe you can take today or a special time today where you'll just sit in quietness. Get your Bible. Open it up. Read where, you know, Bishop has said. Go to 1 Chronicles. Go to Jeremiah 15. Go to the Psalms. Read the Psalms. Make the Psalms a prayer. Let it lift you up. Because as Bishop said, the news is not going to do that. If anything, it's going to bring you down. So, Father, we're grateful for the time that we have had together this morning on this line. We thank you, Lord, that We know that you are here. No matter where we are at this moment, you are here. And we ask your forgiveness, Father, where we have so failed. We have failed. We say that we love you, but yet we love the things of this world. And we can't let go. And you're watching and you're looking and you see us. And we repent. So we ask, Father, we ask for a fuller understanding of who you are and of your power and of your judgment. And we ask that you open our eyes of understanding. Open our eyes to truth. Open our eyes to what is going on around us. That we do not listen to man, but we listen to you. And Father, as we learn your word, our faith is going to increase. And everything that is in Jesus is in us also. To advance and to build your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. We think of the lost. We think of the ones that need salvation. And Father, we lift them before you this morning. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would hover over them and you would draw them. 
you would cause someone to cross their path and speak a word to them. That they will come to know Jesus as their Savior. And Father, we thank you that you are moving and you are working for our good. And we are at peace and we rest in you. We bless your holy name today. We bless you. These things I pray in Jesus' name. Now, people, let's rejoice. Let's rejoice and thank our God for his love and his mercy, even in the time of judgment. Sister Kathy, open the line and let us come together and hear one another as we rejoice and praise our God. You are loved to people. I Thank <laughs> you. 
No, Father, that in your words it's parable, Father. Help us, Father, to have open ears to hear the parable. Thank you. 
Jesus be our guide. Yeah, 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 yeah